Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! And the weekend is here. Good evening, this is Paul Cooney in the studios in Glasgow along with the Rangers legend Craig Moore. Evening, Craig. Evening, Paul. How are you? Good. Very, very good. The European report card for Scotland this week reads two draws for the old firm, one apiece. And a last-minute defeat for Aberdeen last night, who snatched that defeat from the jaws of victory. They were two up against oh. Pauk, Stephen McGinn, with 17 minutes to go. I mean, you feel for Aberdeen, but that takes that's a collapse. Yeah, a disastrous night it turns out to be. I didn't see it coming, I've got to be honest. I was thinking with 25 minutes to go in the Aberdeen game that... I mean, in European football, group stage football in this country, there's not a lot of weeks where it's a really positive week for, for all our teams represented. And I'm thinking of 25 minutes a week, this will cap off what's a really positive week. And I think the, the triple sub that Barry Robson makes, I think if he could go back, he'd maybe change it. Obviously, if you don't make the subs, you can still lose a game. But I think it, I think the subs from both sides changed the momentum in the game. And, and at 2-1, it's the one thing you're worried about, that if, if it goes to 3-2, it's a potentially disastrous um, night for Aberdeen and, and what's the hangover going to be like from it Craig for your old club Rangers what do you feel last night I mean I think at half time at nil nil, you'd have taken it I know Rangers <laughs> yeah. improved big time later yes. on could have snatched it what's your overall feeling about the nil nil draw against Sparta Prague look uh, overall result I think Rangers will be happy enough with, with, with the point but you're, you're bang on in terms of the start you can still see that obviously there was a change of formation uh, due to personnel Rangers didn't look overly confident um, which was no surprise in terms of where they've been. But as the, as the game went on, especially in the second half, uh, grew into the match. Uh, and if they had, and that, that belief and a little bit more confidence, probably could have gone on to, to win the match, although Sparta had a wonderful opportunity right at the death as well. They certainly did. What did you learn from it, Stephen? Do you think from that game for Rangers, I mean, they got out of town with the draw, or rather than looking at, yeah, good chance for Danilo, Lammers came close, right as well. What did you feel? Well, I think just solely on the result, I think it's a brilliant result. Yeah. I think in the doubleheader with Sparta Prague, if you offered Rangers four points out of the six before the doubleheader, they just snapped your hand off for it. I think in the first half, they rode their luck. Um, Jack Butlin proving again what a, a real solid signing he's been for Rangers. And um, to get out of there with, with a clean sheet the way the game, the game went, I know they could have snatched it at the end, but... Um, I think it, it would have been an unfair result. So, really good point. It sets it up for uh, Ibrooks in two weeks' time. Let's get the injury update from the manager, Philippe Clement, speaking after the draw. Kimar will not be available for the weekend, for sure. So, uh, probably we need to rebuild the next week. Next weeks, we need to take a really good look at that because he's been struggling already for a long time with the same things. So, it's important to, to find also what's the reason for that and not always to find a solution to get him fit for the next game and then struggling afterwards again and going game by game but really go to the cause of the problem but now we will see if we can train tomorrow or not so that's still a question mark
it's painful to listen to, isn't it? Came our roof yet again. Yeah, but he brings a great, great point up, and mm-hmm. I ended up having injuries as a player. And for example, Stevens obviously had a knee operation recently. Yeah. If you have the knee operation and then your rehab is just all about knee, 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 it's actually a great opportunity to uh, full body maintenance to make sure that yeah. everywhere is is strong and ready. And I think that's where Clement is 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 possibly touching on the roof scenario in yeah. terms of. Where's it coming from? It's not just getting fit for that 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 one game. All round, as your your body is, can we get it strong and and be prepared and and durable for what lies ahead? Here's what the manager felt overall about the game. No, for sure, uh, it's a very important point. Uh, getting points away from Europe, it's always uh, really important. But I'm a winner. I want to win always. But in the circumstances, we can uh, be happy with the points. Against what I said also before the game, uh, a team who plays really good football, a team with a lot of quality. And the way we, we could do it in the second half pleased me. So first half, totally not. So it's kind of noisy there. I think it must be in the mix zone afterwards. Sean on the line, good evening. All right, guys, how are you doing? Yeah, how good. You doing, how are you? Sean. What do you feel after that draw last night? Well, see, the first half of Ellis had heart failure. Um, they, could have, they could have scored a few. The second half, first 20 minutes, I thought was still a bit shaky. But I think the last half an hour, I thought Rangers were the better team overall at the end. But I think we were lucky to get something with that. I think probably in the full 90 minutes, you need to say they were the better team. But I'll take a, a nutneed straw any day away in Europe. So, yeah, good result. And what about your goalkeeper? There's been a lot of criticism in the past about some of the players signed. You know, uh, Michael Beale took a lot of criticism. Jack Butland, though, has been a big success. See Jack Butlin yesterday, I, I think the guy was brilliant. Yes, that's the best he's played. He's had good games, but that was the best I've seen. Jack Butlin uh, was absolutely brilliant. I don't think Ed was going in yesterday. I think <laughs> the guy, 10 out of 10. Some of the other players might have got a 5, but definitely he got a 10. So well done, Jack Butlin, for keeping us on the game. Stephen, you'd like to play in front of him, not getting at your keeper at Falkirk, but you, you sense that you can trust him. Yeah, I mean... It was actually it was almost too good to be true. The signing, you're thinking, how are Rangers getting him the free transfer? Is there some sort of ongoing in- injury issues? Is is he a gamble coming up? But honestly, in hindsight, you're thinking one of the best signings Rangers have made in in the last ten years. He he just came into it like and and remember, I know Alan McGregor was come to end his time, but he had big gloves to fill. A club legend was was leaving, and he and he was coming in, and he, he just. It's just been such a smooth transition and a major um, reason Rangers obviously got a clean sheet last night but uh, probably the one big positive from the season so far. Yeah, I think the, the biggest plaudit uh, for uh, Butland is you touch on how great a, a goalkeeper Alan McGregor was yet nobody has really... Uh, the, the discussion hasn't re- been around about that such as the start and the impression that, that, that Butland has made. Um, you know, great double save in particular the first half. He's got a presence. He's vocal. He looks like he's a leader. Um, so he, look, he's he's ticked a lot of boxes, and he has been one player that has hit the ground running this season. That's for sure. And Craig, what about your manager, the Rangers manager? What yeah. did he do at halftime then? Because it was to go in nil nil was yeah. like a victory. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was like I said. Sometimes when you play away from home in Europe, you've got to ride your luck a little yeah. bit. There's no doubt Rangers in the first half uh, definitely done that. Uh, the substitutes played an important role. Look, Rangers bench wasn't stacked. Uh, it was, you know, a lot of kids uh, on the bench. Danilo coming on, uh, I, I think, um, certainly gave Rangers an added threat. 
Uh, but there was a couple of moments in the game, Paul, where even Danilo, a confident Danilo, I think there was a time he's at the edge of the box and he's touched, touched, touched. I'm thinking, shoot, shoot. And he's looking to, to pass the buck uh, and not take responsibility. That's down to confidence. Sean, you can see he's an upgrade, isn't he? Danilo, no harm to Desers. But what did you feel about Danilo when he came on last night? Well, I thought it was good to see him back on and hopefully um, keeps himself fit and hopefully doesn't get any more injuries and hopefully he's, um, it looks like he's, he'll, he'll be all right. Mm. So uh, I'm just gutted Ruth's. Um, looks like yeah. he's got to be a wee bit again. So, yeah, but it's positive, but it is true. But um, see, the bench, the bench is very weak. So I think Rangers need to... I know we all like to have the youth. I've always shouted the youth yeah. need a chance, but no. I think we need a, a wee bit of experience on that bench as well because it's very, very weak. Stephen, what are you seeing that? So, on Danilo, yeah. I mean, as Craig just touched on the touch, 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 is, is, I've, what I've seen of Danilo is a very short sample. Obviously, he's had his injuries, not not played a lot of games from the start, but I don't really see him as a, a natural goal scorer. Um, I think he's got to play through in the middle, but I think moving forward, will we see the 3-5-2 the formation again with maybe Ridvan at left wing back or, or Bonabaric's left wing back and maybe Sima up beside Danilo? That could be a partnership moving forward because Seema certainly proved he can he can score goals if you give him opportunities. And Danilo looks a lot more comfortable through the middle than, than Dessel certainly does. So the manager was asked afterwards, what about Danilo? He's been quite a while out. He didn't play so many 90 minutes uh, last couple of months or even the last year. So um, he looked bright in the short period that he played. It's about uh, making him stronger, that he can... Uh, reach that level during 90 minutes long so yeah it's a work of a, yeah, several weeks I think to, to bring him to that level but we have a lot of cases like that so we look at it uh, individual case by case how they recover after games so it's interesting with Danilo to see after this it, it looks good and, and like this making together with the performance staff with the medical staff a really good plan for every individual player to get them to their best level Break, what are you thinking? I, I think that everything that he's say, um, saying in terms of you know the the, the short turnaround, um, physicality, preparation um, is is so important, and he probably feels that the the playing group as a whole is, is is not where it needs to be at this stage of the season. So it's certainly an area where he will look to improve upon because the stronger you can be, you know, eating well, resting well, training well, injury prevention key. Um, and then I think you're in a far stronger position. But you can see slowly that the the confidence, and, and I said, I think, uh, when he first came in, Paul, his biggest job is to repair people, I think, mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I really do. And and, and you'll, get a, you'll get a spike, and it's just whether or not they can maintain and keep improving. One of the players who came in last night out of position, I think it's fair to say Ben Davies, yep. uh, we spoke to him afterwards. I think it's a good point away from home. I think the clean sheet's really important. Um, I've said it before if you, if you don't concede you can't lose games so it's a good place to start I think we grew into the game I think second half we were a lot better than first half we played a few more passes uh, and found our players in better areas but I think both sides were trying to win the game and it, it probably wasn't entertaining much and he was asked about the change of shape last night I think it suited us better when we started playing some more passes um, just a bit more composure on the ball and then we could find our, our passes and then we, we find ourselves breaking on a lot more second half um, and that's what the, what the manager wanted at half-time, was to play a few more passes, and um, I think it worked a bit better as, as the game went on. What are you feeling today for Adam Devine? Yeah, he, well, he, if I'm Adam Devine, uh, 
I'm thinking, well, at what stage? As long as I'm training well, at what stage am I going to knock on the, the the door? Because he's a young player. He, he's shown that he's capable and can play first team football, but uh, he would be he would be disappointed that he didn't get a start. I know we're talking about potentially Davies out of position, but a back three left of uh, the three is not out of position really for Davies. Seema was probably the one that's out of position in terms of that wing back role, uh, and Divine has has kind of missed out. So. That's a challenge with the younger players, Paul. Yeah. You know, it's about how how do you how do you transition into you know into first team football and get that regular football so that you can really bed down. Very difficult for Divine. Yeah, well, young, young players they need the manager to to back you to to be brave and make decisions because let's be honest, Clement's got a good result last night. Yeah. He's picked a team. He's played seam out position. He's played three centre halves. Can't criticise him at all for not using Divine, but that's why we need to give him credit when they do are brave and they do stick these young boys in um, look across the city I mean I know injury forced um, Brendan Rodgers to introduce Liam Scales but you give these guys an opportunity and you just never know um, but as I said if Rangers had lost last night you'd look back and you say couldn't we just have thrown a young Scottish player in but Clement got his results so it's hard to criticise Sean we know you're Rangers daft you love your football did you see the Celtic game the other night? Yes, I actually did yeah. see that, and I actually don't I think that was um, a penalty against Celtic. I actually mm-hmm. think if that was outside um, the box, it would have just been play on. But I don't know uh, referees anywhere. You watch football now, and I think you just get a penalty free kick yeah. for Entner, so I, I don't know. Things that used to go now count. You must have been impressed though by Celtic, especially the first half. Yeah, I thought Celtic played good just yeah. um, two days ago. I thought they played really well. I think you. Might have deserved to win it, just like mm-hmm. uh, Aberdeen yesterday. Probably deserved Oof. to win their game, but probably got cheated at the end, near the end of the game. But these things happen. We just need to take it in the chin. So yep. it's got it. So, but one thing I'm no happy with, Paul. Well, it's not no happy. I'm just disappointed with Sky. Uh-huh. I've seen it down England. I've seen it up here now. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be two. Uh, there's a Premier League game: Chelsea and Wales, yep. Rangers and Murrayville on Sky midday and Christmas Eve. Yeah. I don't think that's the right time for football on Christmas Eve. People try to get home. I know it's twelve o'clock, but yep. you know the transport and. Uh, Scotland and that the buses are going to go off about five six o'clock. So if people go for a pint, they could end up needing to pay taxes and trains. And Scott Real Paul will put their fares up. So mm. I just think it's wrong for pe- the, the working men and people with, even with don't work, yeah. they're, they're pensioners. Yep. How can they afford this at this time of the year? That's a great point for the men and women that want to get to the game. Traffic is going to be difficult. It's Christmas Eve. Stephen, have you got a view on that? Yeah, well, just from a player's point of view, I think the players will be delighted it's Christmas Eve and not Boxing Day. Um, yeah. from a purely selfish point of view it means you're off on Christmas Day yeah. as opposed to playing on Boxing Day and training um, Christmas Day From a, you can only hope that the public transport's still running and, and everyone can get to their game and the game finishes in enough time for everyone to do the la- all the men to do the last minute shopping um, but just as I said from a player's point of view I'll always play just before Christmas and after and the thing is yeah. it could be worse for you Sean you could be a Celtic fan going to Dundee on Boxing yep. Day and actually um, Brendan Rogers spoke about this today apparently the stats are that for the last seven years Celtic have been away on that fixture around Boxing Day this is what he had to say about it and then we'll come back to you Sean yeah i just seen that there it's, it's not ideal obviously we'd have preferred it to stay as it was you know so um, especially at that time of the year it's interesting actually I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm correct in this I think the last seven years Celtic have been away at that period of the season so 
uh, that were very, very unlucky to be drawn away or someone's making tricks behind the scenes. <laughs> but seven years on the spin, this club's been, been away at that time of the season. And that's not right for supporters. So hopefully they can maybe look at that going forward. Craig, good point. Making tricks. Yeah. <laughs> you got a little bit of a chuckle there. Yeah, I mean, you're extremely unlucky to, to, to have been found playing away from home that many times. Yeah. And, I, and I think as well at this time of the season, the amount of support, you know, at Celtic, uh, for example, um, travelling and all that sort of stuff. And look, it's never ideal. I don't know the process, Paul, in, sure. in terms of how it's how it's done, but you would have to consider that to be extreme, <laughs> extremely unlucky, would you not, yeah. with that kind of run? Of course. People love watching the football, you know, on Boxing Day, later in the day. Yeah. But you would get 60,000 at Celtic Park. You would, 50 to 60,000 later in the day. But to be up to get to Dundee for a 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, seems the wrong thing for seven years running. I'm not into conspiracy theories, but I'll tell you that one does take a bit of uh, explaining, mm. I would say. Sean, what's going to happen then Sunday? So good start for your manager. You were on last week. I think the report card would be good so far. So game three, you're at home to the Hertz on Sunday. Two old Rangers. Just out of the trap. Who's your, who's your scorers? Um... Actually, I'm not really bothered to be honest. I just want—I would like to see one of the strikers getting a goal, but I just want right. a two-nil win. But I don't want it being like—I um, want to get a, a kind of comfortable win. So, really, end you can maybe put on a couple of young ones because yeah. obviously we've got them. Because uh, obviously, yeah. Rangers go and end up getting a big one. They've got to want to come to Hamden and um, be mere up for it. So, just get them, just beat them two-nil, and then take the foot off the gas. People like McCausland deserve a chance. He's had some game time, Stephen, but not a lot. Yeah, he brought a, a lot of enthusiasm to the, the St Mirren game, the one I was at. Mm -hmm. um, definitely could see he was enjoying his, his chance to play for Rangers first team. Just laughing at Sean, he's, he's wanting to beat Hearts, but be comfortable enough that he gets young players game time, but not too comfortable in terms of Hearts get a reaction. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, inter interesting, Sean, but I, I think, look, <laughs> I, I, I think Rangers uh, at home again. You would you would still expect Rangers to to, to get a result. Um, I I just hope that you know with the, with the match against Hibs, Rangers managed to get the second, the third, which which kills the game off. Um, which is you know allows you to do the kind of things that you're talking about. You know I still think Philip Clement's only interested about winning football matches and not necessarily blooding younger players. He just wa he just wants to win matches. Yeah. Sean, before you go, I know it's before your time, but I think you'd agree, Graham Sunnis, Rangers legend. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see Gra uh, Graham back at Rangers, some sort of director. Or oh, he's coming back. Him. Yeah, he's coming back. Uh, in, in fact, Philip Clement was asked about it. He was also asked about the. Well, I think it, people know now. We referred to ten days ago that uh, Graham Sunnis, who will be involved, just the final signing yep. to be done in a a capacity. Craig still to be determined, but it's advice, isn't it? Rather, no, than, I mean, look, uh, I would imagine it's a, an advisory kind of role. Yep. Um, that is something that that, that should be uh, added value for Philip Clement and the football yep. club. And obviously, it's been said that Graham Sunnis, at the beginning of the process, mm -hmm. favoured um, Frank Lampard. So. The new manager, Philippe Clement, was asked about this today. Um, it's good. So that's a good lesson for me now that I read everything that he said because the things you say, you put it in a different perspective. So I'm not going into those talks or rumours or all this noise about things because I'm here to do a sportive job. I'm here to, to build a team, to make a team stronger. 
and I'm not here to talk about rumors or things that are spread, half spread, because that was not the real story, what he said. I'm busy with the team and all those things. I think that's well said. You see his experience there? Yeah, yeah. No, very much so. And look, uh, let's be honest, Frank, Frank didn't get to the, the interview no, process. Sure. Uh, it was, was Kevin Musket. Yeah, so Philip, yeah. Philip, obviously, Clement, would have had the first interview and Graham would have been part of that. Yeah. So he knows he's had the conversations. He felt comfortable with the situation, knows his expertise. Sean, have a great weekend. Speak to you soon. You too, mate. Cheers, Cheers, thanks. 08 17 17 700. You know the number now. And thanks everyone who's made the switch. So many people tuning in to the programme live or getting the download wherever you get your podcast. So it's Craig Moore, Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Keeping us up to date with the traffic and travel. The weekend is here. Craig Moore, Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn. 0808 17 17 700. If we don't get your call immediately, we will try to get through as many as we can tonight. A lot of people coming on. Or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. And the weekend coming up, fast and furious. But before we let the midweek go, we talked to Aberdeen earlier on, 3-2 at the end. It was the last kick of the ball. The pen- it literally was the penalty. And that was tough for the Dons because you know even a point would have helped. And also, when they did so well against Frankfurt the last time, it yeah. turned their season. You just hope, losing 3-2, that this doesn't affect them for the, the coming weeks. Yeah, and they're able to pick themselves up. Obviously, uh, the coefficient, you know, yeah. it, it, it helps, obviously, if they get a result. And 2-0 up, Barry Robson will be will be devastated to, to come away from that match with absolutely nothing. I felt they were extremely harshly uh, treated with the the penalty right right at the death. I, I didn't I didn't think it was a penalty, um, so so that that's a tough one to take. Like I says, two nil up at home with um, how long was yeah, how seventeen long was minutes seventeen, it? 17 yeah. minutes remaining. Yeah. The importance of domestic football to European football and being able to manage games uh, is that's what's actually caught Aberdeen out really. The, pri- the prize money as well when you think as well, of as the, well, yeah. to, to win games at that level of football it's a lot of money coming to the coffers mm-hmm. and the players would have been on a decent bonus and and you're just looking at the, the fixture list coming up but with anything if they, if they beat PAOK last night you're looking at the game on telly on Sunday with a semi-final approaching all of a sudden you can maybe look at that from a different angle going to a really tough away fixture at Kilmarnock a really tough away fixture against Motherwell midweek and then a semi-final which becomes uh, huge in, in the context of the season so it's just amazing how results can change perspective of upcoming fixtures sure are this weekend Hibs against Celtic at three Livingston against Dundee Motherwell in Ross County and Motherwell must be desperate to get back playing your brother Paul of course just one of them and St Mirren against St Johnson the Premiership games and some big games tonight in the Championship not least the Derby is on Queen's Park against Partick Thistle in that game is at Hamden and Dundee United in action against our broth. Craig, when I last saw you Tuesday night, you were on with uh, the other legend, John Hartson, yes. and Big John was obviously on commentary. The next night, that was some game, wasn't it? Celtic against Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And how impressive for you was, especially the first half, and Celtic, the first goal, for example. Well, they, again, I think, uh, you know, with John, we, we, we talked on how important the start yep. was uh, and Celtic got off to an absolute flyer. Um, no surprise to see O'Reilly uh, yeah. and Kyogo involved. Kyogo, uh, again, great movement, um, gets in behind, but oh, O'Reilly, what a, what a pass yep. to unpick the defence. And the perfect start. I, I just felt that 
throughout the match that one goal was never going to be enough mm. because you, you could just see Atletico Madrid in terms of not panicking. Um, so the, the feeling of being able to get back into the match. Uh, I think Celtic finished the first half off also really strongly. And I just felt if, if they if they got that third goal to go 3-1 up into yeah. half time, I think it's done. Mm. Um, but like I said, that's the level that you're up against. This is a game, and we were speaking offline, mm. uh, this is a game that potentially though Celtic could have lost yep. last season in terms of that gung-ho approach. So I think there was a, a smartness uh, about less... Let's make yeah. sure that, that that we get something out of the game. I think that's how they felt uh, within that match. Uh, a point, which is a great point again, it's Atletico sure. Madrid because they're a very good side. But you don't want the hard luck story again of losing maybe a third goal late in the game. Come to you in a moment, Stephen. Let's hear Brendan Rodgers talking about the confidence they would take from that performance. It's three games in, it should give us big confidence, but it still doesn't take away their, their tough games. But we've shown in the three games that we're, we're more than competitive. And... Uh, we have genuine quality at the level to, to hurt teams. So we look to take that confidence into the remaining three games. Stephen? Yeah, I think he'll be delighted with his point, Brendan Rodgers. I think if he'd come out of that, and I think a lot of people out there expected Atletico Madrid to win that game the other night, and then after three games, no points, you're looking at going to Spain. I think Brendan Rodgers might be a better manager in his second spell at Celtic than he was in his first spell. I think um, he's more rounded, having been a manager of Leicester. And competing at the top end of the English Premiership with mm -hmm. some of these top teams, top managers, I think he he had to find a way to win these games against the top teams. You think of the FA Cup final against Chelsea. We are not going to go out and just dominate the ball. And I, and I felt that watching the game back, um, the first 10, 15 minutes of the, the second half, obviously Diego Simeone shows his class, shows his quality, makes a few changes and seen a totally different game. Atletico come out the traps and... And Brendan Rodgers almost just took his medicine and said, right, do you know what? A point's not bad here. They're a world-class team. Um, let's just hang in here because the game is very close and getting out their, out their grasp. And then I think in, at the end of the game, I think if Lazio hadn't scored, potentially we might have seen, I know there's been a lot of noise about why O didn't come on. I think Brendan Rodgers maybe just took the sensible approach. Um, say they got a point against Lazio, say they won the game against Lazio, and Atletico go down to 10 men, I think he'd been more likely to, to go for it. I think he just thought, in the context of the way they go and the mindset of everything, it's really important to get a point on the board. Yeah, very much so, because mentally as well, I know it's, you know you would love three points, but even having a point gives yeah. you some confidence with still games in hand to, to try and, um, you know, not only pull yourself back into the group, but they'll still be hoping that you can go through. That's always, always the hope. Mm. Special player. Well, there's a number of them, aren't there, in that team? Let's hear the manager speak about Matt O'Reilly. I've been so pleased for Matt because he works very hard at his game. His contribution is a is what you want, you know, and as a number eight in midfield, someone who can create goals, score goals, but he also puts in a, a real shift defensively as well. Presses the game well, does a lot of the dirty stuff well, wins headers, blocks, but uh, but he has real high-level technical quality and uh, and it's great for him because uh, at the very highest level he's he's shown that not only can he do it domestically but in the in the Champions League so yeah really pleased for him sure has and a little bit more from Brendan Rodgers on Matt O'Reilly for him it's, it's great but more so it's also for the team it's, it's efficiency we want players in that, those positions got to be able to like I say create and score and if you look last last weekend Matt makes forward runs into the box he scores a goal 
Rayo makes a forward run into the box, he creates the goal for, for Dyson. So yeah, it's all pleasing, but it's also has to be continual. And the latest on Hatati? Not a definitive uh, timeline, but he'll definitely be out for a, a few weeks. We're just waiting for it to, to settle down. We're just waiting on the result and then uh, we'll see where he's at. But he'll look quite a bad one. Stephen, a fair bit to pick over there. What would you want to pick up on? Um, just latterly on the, the Hatati really felt for him and I think you know you know when you've as a player when you've did your muscle really badly and I think you could tell with the emotion of Rio Hatati that it's certainly not a good one um, probably an absolute minimum six weeks uh, out falling on from an injury previously when he's just starting to hit top form again so it's so a real blow for him and and just on O'Reilly, I just had to double check that he's still twenty two because <laughs> yes, honestly, it's, check it's, that certificate. It's scary <laughs> the, the the potential he's got, and and if you're to think about defensively sound managers at the top of the game, Diego Simeone is one of the first guys you think of, and how how good they are defensively, and with one real moment of quality, that that pass just totally takes out their whole team and puts it in a plate for Kyogo. Um, he just seems to get better and better, and and you're thinking. Moving forward for Celtic, a lot spoken about, can this group keep getting better? I know you're already thinking about next year of Celtic at the Champions League le- uh, level. He's one that you think you, you want to be building the team around. And I know there'll be a lot of talk about maybe be leaving, but it's st- such a young age. Can they keep him for the next couple of campaigns? Well, uh, you know, they knocked back, what, 10 million from Leeds. And I understand the player didn't want to go either, Craig. Yeah. Um and and again, he's um, he's worth a lot more than 10, sure. mil- 10 million. And why so. would you want to go to Leeds? No disrespect, but they've no, gone down. You're spot on, and he's you're at spot Celtic on. Champions League, European football, yeah. winning trophies. Um, he, well, you know what he's very very good at. He's mm. he's, he's execution and decision making in key areas. Um, so, you know that that final ball, he could actually make a forward run, but he realizes actually he's put the brakes on. He's checked a yard or two to create that 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 space and. And then the final ball is is quality. So, you know, Brendan's right touching on in terms of players, they're few and far between in terms of the, that, that the top end of the pitch, but that are able to make good decisions most of the time and execute. That's why uh, at 22 years of age, oh, I tell you what, 10 million, you're looking 25, 30s for that type of player. I, I always think for midfielders, the, the top ones, when you watch the top ones, I mean, not top ones like me, just general rubbish ones. Um, we can all do a weight of pass from a, to a centre half to a full back. To, but it's uh, under pressure in that final third yeah. when you get your weight of pass nailed on. That's what I think separates mm. the, the rubbish ones from the real top ones. And sometimes over the over his development at Celtic, Matt Riley, I mean, he's had a lot of assists. Um, there's a lot of moments, obviously, real quality. But it just seems the weight of pass seems to be even better and more consistent. And yeah, I think he's going right to the top. It's just whether Celtic, how long Celtic can keep him for. Mm-hmm. You're too modest. I hope yeah. you weren't no, talking no, about you, yourself. No, you're yeah. not one of the rubbish fans. No, exactly, it? But, but yeah. also, Stephen, you'll know, like, so the top, top, top players also put themselves in a, in a situation in those areas of the field where they get such a great early picture. He only needs one touch. He doesn't need the second touch. The average players yeah. need another touch. And, you, and you're watching the game, they go back. Kyogo, Matt really almost makes Kyogo's mind up it's not as if Kyogo's playing to Matt O'Reilly thinking he's definitely giving me it back he's thinking maybe it's a good pass Matt O'Reilly's in space maybe we'll take a touch and hit a shot Matt O'Reilly's just went no have that and Kyogo's went oh you're beauty there's a goal and, and after three minutes off the mark again is he saying that now I know his English is getting better so did you see him lip read and say oh you're beauty that's a really good sign <laughs> 
Big Moore's laughing, but he's not happy because yeah, nah. they're, they're getting better. And yeah. Rangers, get, it's early days, but it, it's quite a level, isn't it? Yeah. When you looked at Celtic the other night, mm-hmm. and obviously in Glasgow, you know the big two are the the, the biggest thing. And that when we it have. comes to European, yeah. when it comes to the European competitions, uh, I, I want to see all teams do well. I, I really do yeah. because it, it's it's so important yeah. for for the game here, Paul. Yeah. Um, and you know, Celtic have shown um, that against the top teams. Um, in particularly at, at home, they're, they're a match for anybody. Brendan Rogers was asked, um, what about Paolo Bernardo? And I want to find out what you think. I mean, he came on in, what, just seven minutes? It's always disappointing when, when players are, are missing and players of that quality. But our our strength is our team. And, uh, and like you say, Paolo comes in, makes his first, uh, well, it's the longest appearance he's, he's made. And I thought he coped very, very well. So yeah, we have a number of young players that can step up if Rio's going to be out for a period of time. And and what it always does is it always presents an opportunity for the guys and the guys that are working very hard will get the chance to come in and play. What did you think, Craig? What a chance for him. Yeah, no, again, it was earlier, unfortunately, the, yeah. the injuries and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. uh, what, what a game to, to come into and to, to test yeah. yourself. And, you know, sometimes when you've not played or not been a regular, it is it is hard to find find rhythm. But what you ha- what you can do and what you must do is come in and work your backside off. And he certainly gave that to the team. Give him an opportunity yeah. to, to, to grow as well, Stephen, from the, from the back of that performance. Yeah, I thought, I thought he had a decent, very decent cameo against Lazio. Definitely showed he could play. He's been given an opportunity after a couple of minutes to, to come in and play. And obvi- obviously, with the disappointment of Rio Hattati, all of a sudden there's a space in the team opened up. Um, you think, obviously, Iwata scored at the weekend. David Tumbles had the jersey early in the season. But there's definitely a gap and the one thing I would say I think he tired quite badly of for obvious reasons yeah, he's, he's yeah. sadly played sure. but d- depending on his reaction to how his legs are within the next couple of days I think he could um, get a start again Saturday at Hibs So much was said and we heard it on telly you know with uh, Martin and Neil uh, on summary as well at half time along yeah. with Neil Lennon everyone saying about the way Celtic started it was phenomenal Every game we go into my idea is always that good teams they start quick and finish strong and we've started to now take that on board and, and and start games very well. So it's imperative. That's that's our idea. We want to impose our game on on the opposition as early as we can, and uh, and create problems for opposition as early as we can. So there's no change in in our mentality. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem. You were keen, weren't you? Off the mark uh, yeah, early. he's also been speaking about what he's building at Celtic. Well, it always is the, the process. But listen, supporters and, and ourselves, we want to win now. But I think what we've shown is that. You, you have to develop at this this level. You know what we're. It's not like you're playing at that tempo at that level every single week. So there's always an adaptation. But you can see the players adapt it really, really well. They're playing against a really, really good side, a, a team that will have aspirations to win the Champions League. And uh, we we were more than a match in, in every capacity. You know that they are a fantastic team. But but so for me, it's just about that progress. And uh, and like I say. It may not show in points, but certainly in performance level, we uh, we've shown that we're we're probably surprised a few in our in our group. So, but we have to keep that going, and that's about progression as a team and progression and quality within the squad. Stephen, the fans liked it, loved it, and I saw afterwards. Despite it, you know, it was a two-two, it was a draw, but we know it was Atletico. He's just said it, but in social media, I saw there was a, a real outpouring about how well they'd played. Yeah, I mean, it was just a brilliant game for all the reasons. I mean, it was it was feisty as well. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the tackles, yeah. 
obviously we get a red card lots of yellow cards which you can expect from a Diego, Diego Simeone sure. game but there was just so much to like about the, the game in general um, and and with that I mean some of the tackles it brings on the atmosphere I know yeah. in Champions League nights the atmosphere it's good anyway but it just they just seem to the fans just get so caught up in it and, and it's what you want you don't want to be going out and um, there's a gap between Celtic and the, I know there is with the money and stuff like that but you don't want to be sure. going out and these teams just go and wipe the floor with Celtic there's ever so much to like about it Simeone does what he, he did what he does best he patched Brendan Rodgers at the I've end I've seen that I've seen that, <laughs> that and, and I, again yeah. I mean I've seen the, 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 the follow up and all that but I thought at the time I thought that, you know, that was really disrespectful mm. now I don't know whether he was he was you know, having a go at the officials at the same time and then wasn't really paying attention to whoever it was that was shaking his hand. He's got form though, hasn't he? He's done that before. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, he's, he's, he's got form. You know what? He, he He's unapologetic in terms of yeah. he, he does whatever is required to, to go and win a game of, of football. That was as a player yeah. uh, and, and as a manager, but the game's done. Yeah. Um, He's, he's box Shaker. office, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. needle. The documentary yeah. on him, it's amazing and... Some of the games that the final whistle blows and he just runs straight up the tunnel. I mean, you're yeah. just thinking, yeah, he has his box office and he adds, he added to what was a good night the other night. Yeah. And Carter Vickers, sorry, oh, Carter, yeah, Vickers, yeah. Carter Vickers yeah. as well. So we're talking about, we, we know, we know that mm. there was going to be a bit of needle in the game and mm. the type of game. Yeah. Gets an early, early enough booking as yeah. a central defender yeah. and you go, oof. It was one of those ones where I kind of felt as if somebody was going to see red. In the end, mm. Celtic were professional yeah. enough to make sure that they... Uh, they didn't fall into that trap because it's easily done against these type of teams. That's a good point. Probably didn't need to get it. So much to talk about from midweek from the it Celtic was, game. Rangers it was a bit last of Craig night. Moore on Henrik Larson. Five minutes <laughs> into the game, wasn't it? He and John Hartson had similar tussles as well. They still go on about it during the uh, break here. You can only get them here on the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Darkness falling across the dear green place. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Stephen McGinn, Craig Moore. And Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. Great to hear about the competition we've got that's been running. And it's just about there. Your favourite, all-time favourite song, Scottish song. So it doesn't have to be sound Scottish. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be Annie Lennox, for example, your rhythmics. It could be whatever you like. Stephen, having a think about it, what would be your favourite song? That, the first one that jumps out at me is um, Falling On From The Georgia Washed out oh, game. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. why does it always rain on me, by uh, Travis? <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> Fran Healy and Co. Of course, used to live just up the I road went from that here. Game as well. Yeah. I tell you, what, I was soaking yeah. as well. Yeah. That's a good one. Talk the great, on. great live. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. seen live. Yeah. Not been yeah. as lucky to go to everything. Anyway. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you go to some, don't you? I do already. Right, before you the children. Yeah. What was your favourite concert? What's the Oasis? Oasis. Murrayfield yeah. years ago. Unfortunately, I thought I thought it'd be one yeah. one of my. I'd get to see them more, but of course, yeah, my last time I've seen them. But they might get back together eventually. Craig, what about you, Scottish artist? Uh, for me, very, very easy yeah. one. Um, heard it in Australia many, many a time mm-hmm. um, on nights out, um, but but early, in Australia? Cause I, uh, early because yeah. I was never late. Okay. Always early nights. Uh, Proclaimers, five hundred miles. Oh. Even in Australia, that used to go absolutely off. Uh, they they loved it. Even in Oz, brilliant. Um, so. Brilliant. That's a song that um, certainly gets my mm-hmm. support, Paul. Good. This time last night, I was going to ask Andy Walker and Mark Guidi, but we ran out of time. Andy said it would be Tinsel Town in the Rain. 
Oh, you know it, no. the Blue Nile. Oh, fantastic he likes his music, Andy, doesn't he? Oh, he does, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Just look it up. Get it on when he was on. They did it a number of years ago. Yeah. You get a great version of it there on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, other. I was going to say another song yeah. about that. I might Go be on. embarrassed. I don't, yeah. Deacon Blue, not Scott. Oh, not, yeah, of not, course they are. Uh, absolutely. Well, is yeah, it, is it, for is sure. It dignity. Yeah, oh, magnificent. And that's a cracker as Isn't well. That's an absolute beauty. Yeah. So we look forward. So the guys on Monday will be playing maybe one of your choices, Crofty and Gredo, this coming Monday. Uh, looking forward to that. Some music, some of it, which actually, of course, was recorded in this very studio. Well, next yeah. door to us here yeah. at Global HQ here for the Global Eco Energy sponsored programme here, which uh, hopefully you're enjoying. I'm seeing lots of calls coming in. A few Rangers fans on as well. Want to know what they think about last night. Celtic fans, what about the game uh, tomorrow? Hibs against Celtic away from home Rangers have uh, sent out something in the last few minutes they're not happy as well about the rearranged fixtures uh, Craig it's just come out Rangers are disappointed to have found out today that the Motherwell game originally for the December the 23rd has been moved to Christmas Eve we mentioned it earlier on uh, the 24th yeah that is normally Christmas Eve mm. so the club uh, are not happy with it and I think they just found out about it an hour or so before uh, they'll end of the change just an hour before it came out today they say Sky Sports movement of the match to Christmas Eve a day when many supporters will have other plans and also where public transport is limited feels unnecessary given the potential broadcast slots available to them on the Saturday yeah yeah, it's always a challenge, isn't it? Obviously, with the, the broadcast and sometimes yeah. the change of fixtures and when they're 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 rescheduled. Uh, look, it's not it's not great. It's not great timing uh, for a lot of supporters. I mean, for for Rangers, it, it's a close enough game. Uh, but in terms of, like I says, the, the the fans, it's almost as if they're they're really really important to our game, Paul. But it's as if, like, when these decisions get made, it's like, ah, it's all right, they'll just they'll deal with it kind of thing, uh, which is a bit harsh. And for players as well, you get moved about, Stephen. Um, some of your fixtures are also, you know, at Falkirk. But would you feel for players? I mean, you must be concerned. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to, as professional footballers. You, you make any sort of complaint about um, these sort of things and they say, oh, you've got the best life ever. Yeah. Things, I mean, things happen at such short notice. I give example of last week, um, Motherwell's game gets called off on a Saturday. My brother Paul um, was going to go down with a couple of the Motherwell guys to John's game on the Sunday for Aston Villa. But they end up coming in. They get brought in on the Sunday for training just in case that game get moved uh -huh. to the Tuesday. Yep. And was the game on? The game wasn't on no, on Tuesday. Yeah. They train on Sunday. They can't go to the Aston Villa game, which they've booked travel for. So your football, I mean... There's so many more pros, pros and cons as, a, as life for a professional footballer, but yeah. it is so last minute. I mean, and you and you do have to drop everything. Have you had? Have you ever had to cancel a, a holiday or trip or, or anything like that because of a a, yeah. a schedule change? Um, the odd Christmas do. Yeah. So Mirren right now because of a rearranged fixture, they are going to have yeah. to. They've booked flights, everything for Christmas do, and wow. uh, we'll lose money on it. Flights to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the fixture changes which have just come out today. Celtic on Sunday, the tenth of December. It's Kilmarnock Celtic live on Sky at twelve noon. That sounds like a plug. Or Tuesday, the twenty-sixth, we talked about Dundee Celtic. Uh, so Celtic, understandably not happy about it. Yeah. Um, seven years in a trot away on Boxing Day Tuesday the 2nd of January St Mirren Celtic because the derby the big game is going to be the 30th of December so on the Tuesday St Mirren Celtic 5 o'clock and then on the Wednesday Rangers is December the 6th beginning of December Hearts Rangers so the opposite of tomorrow's fixture Sunday's fixture yep that's 8 o'clock at night so you know a Wednesday night in December through 
in Old Reiki. And then uh, Christmas Eve, we talked about that game. Motherwell Rangers at 12 at noon. I mean, it's difficult as well. You know, they're trying to do it for, but there are yeah. slots available that we just wish they cared a bit more. People in general about Scottish football. One, get more money for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. Yeah. And uh, the scheduling. I suppose you can't ever keep everybody happy. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Rangers game last night. Let's go to Philip Clement speaking afterwards. Uh, he particularly when he was asked about Ben Davies and, uh, well, the man who's been scoring recently, Abdallah Seema. Yes, uh, very pleased. And that's uh, that's an important thing in the squad. Uh, what we talked about in his first week, I, I want everybody being available for the team. And... I'm not going to take too much more of that because it sounds like the hanger there mm. uh, at the ground. Let's take Paul, a Rangers fan on the line. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Um, evening, um, guys. Thanks for having me on your show tonight. Thank you. Good Hi, to Paul. hear you. Um, great show as always. Thank you. Um, oh, thank you very much. Craig's all chuffed there. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you on the right <laughs> no, one no. here, are you sure? <laughs> no, no, I <laughs> thank you. Um, just a couple of points. Uh, being a Rangers fan, as you know, um, I think getting a nil-nil draw, given the circumstances we've been through for the past few weeks, is, is, is okay, incredible. Um, but just picking up two points just to share with you. Uh, firstly, I, I want to put this one to Craig. Um, I'm disappointed Adam Define never got a chance to, to get in the team. I can yeah. probably understand Clement wanting experience in there. You've got a seven million pound player. Yeah. I get all of that. But I just want to know long term, we've got the likes of McCausland, Define, Sack Lovelace, I know he's injured now. Yeah. But oh, I've been following Rangers way back since the nineties. My dad's in the seventies, he's been following for years and he said, Paul, get used to it. We just don't seem to bring through just the same as a rifle Celtic do over the years. And we had a state of the art facility that Attica had Yep. persuaded Rangers to take forward and I don't think we've used it over the years um, a lot of points about McBorley and McBurney but I don't think he's going to take that first point first if that, if that was alright yeah um, now look it's a Paul it's a it's a really it's a, it's a good discussion Devine for me if if I'm in Devine's shoes uh, when, when you're two left fullbacks well one's injured one actually is not even registered I think for the European squad at this moment in time I know he's a right-sided player but um, normally you can do the, exactly the same role on the other side. Uh, and and Seema is, is a player that kind of filled that role or Davies uh, in terms of, you know, the back three. So he, he would be disappointed and certainly I think would be thinking about what does my future look like certainly uh, moving forward because you, you have to play football. And then, you, you know, you touched on the likes of McCausland who's had some um, recent recent minutes and has looked lively enough Um Lovelace picked up an injury looked lively didn't he against St Mirren um, you know Bailey Rice who was involved uh, at the back end so there's there's young players there plus Lowry's out on loan yeah. how do you integrate them into the first team because that's the only way that you can realise the value of these players uh, and, and if you have a, a player trading model uh, which uh, Rangers seem to want to um, you know Build uh, yeah, and, and, and be to. able to. Then, then these players need to get exposure yeah. at, at certain times. Uh, I understand with European football, new manager just coming in, you need to be brave as a manager. It really is about being brave. You can't bring two or three in at the same time, uh, and it's just how you drip these players in to to allow them to continue their development. But more more importantly, so that they feel as if there's a future at the football club. I think he's agreeing with you because he. Yeah, I think yeah, it's good yeah. to see you nodded. What's your other point? I just realised we're heading up to the news. Yeah, on the draw. I know. Thanks for me. Go on. Um, I just all of it. I've never read stories that 
a lot of my fellow fans are crying out saying that he's come out of contract in January and a big push to possibly sign him over ahead of Dessers but I'm, I'm not criticising the guys him as an individual but yeah. oh, I don't want all of them to me Rangers I, I don't know him as a I don't think he's Rangers class in the games I've seen him I, I, I don't okay. think of that Stephen what do you think of that? Ollie McBurney if, would he be right for Rangers? I don't know how it works in terms of um, obviously being a Scot because these clubs Celtic Rangers they both need a certain amount of Scots for the the, the European squads so I don't know I mean Ryan Christie obviously contract coming up, uh, going out and linked with Celtic that's one of the first things that always comes into my mind about the quota um, does yeah. Ollie McBurney improve Rangers forward line at the minute maybe um, but it's not a banker and I think the wages is on at Sheffield United and probably could command in, in England um, I'm not sure either yeah, again, I know enough about McBurney and uh, Stephen raises some some really valid points here as well. I think, again, you could probably look closer to home, uh, if I'm honest, and I think that if Rangers were looking to do anything uh, with, a, with, a, with a Scottish lad, I think Shanklin would be the yeah. uh, the player that I would be looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that he's going to score goals. You, um, you know that he's definitely going to do that domestically. Anything you get in, in the European stage, a bonus, but he will add value. Would you fancy Shankland? They're agreeing with you. Oh, I 100% agree with what Craig said there. And I agree with Craig as well. You can't just lump all the youth into one team. I totally respect okay. that point. Um, and again, I Shankland's proven it with Hearts. He can score goals against... It's a smaller team. You've got to make sure you're, you're scoring. Like, no disrespect, but the, yeah. the teams are out with Celtic you've got to score against. And I think he's proven that. It's a bit like looking at like an actual Novo over the years. We did it with Dundee. He made the jump up Kenny Miller made yeah. the move did the deal there's loads of them yeah. Paul have a great weekend the news is next then we're back The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for great customer service and a free home survey call 0800 Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic commercial and public sector customers with access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote, and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! If you can't wait for the football this weekend, it kicks off shortly. There's two big games tonight in the Championship. Dundee United are both and here in Glasgow at Hamden, Queen's Park against Partick Thistle. Tomorrow in the Championship, Ayr against Morton, Inverness Cali Thistle against Airdrie and Wraith Rovers against Dunfermline. And Stephen, your own Falkirk, hopefully you're back soon. Uh, top of the table, a big game. You've got the derby with Aloha. Yeah, it was a, it was a big weekend for us. Um, so we want to follow up um, with a win tomorrow. Brian Rice's Aloha is real, always really tricky for us. So um, yeah, we're just looking for a, a home win and, and put a bit of pressure on Hamilton at half, half past five. Yeah, and the big weekend last weekend was the fact that Aki slipped up and people were surprised against Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah but, but these games, I mean, sometimes when you're in a title race, um, you just write the games off as mm. a home win. But it, that's why it's so hard to win leagues because um, every team has, has a shot at you, a fresh shot at you. And Edinburgh have had their troubles, but they're going to get a, a point at Hamilton. So um, you never take any game for granted. 
Barry would be raging, wouldn't it? It'll be interesting, won't it? Because Stephen and Barry, I think they got on well. You'll know the inside track, but Barry, that's his other team, isn't it? The Ackies. The Ackies, yeah, local, local team. Uh, I kind of, you know, watch the Ackies play quite a bit as well. Younger lads, unfortunately, yeah. got knocked mm-hmm. out in the European game, uh, but made a, made a real fist of it, 3-0 down the first leg to lose um, 5-4 on aggregate. Um, very, very unlucky, yeah, but um, they'll be disappointed because at home you'd expect Hamilton to have won against Edinburgh, but Stephen says... And I think the next couple of games are away from home as well. So it's a test. It's a test. It's a tough league, um, as they all are. And the, the, the ones that come out on top at the end deserve it. Leanne Crichton was with us last yep. week. She should be back next week as well. And tonight, of course, the Women's National Nations League, the Women's Nations League, Netherlands against Scotland, 7.45. So, and then I think we've got them on Tuesday as well, back here. So a double header there for the women's team. We wish them all the very best. Some of the headlines today that uh, Neil Doncaster, the SPFL chief executive, has been elected to the board of European Leagues. There's a statement from the SPFL, so he's on the board there. Yeah, um, what, what does that, the European Leagues? Well, not a clue. They, yeah, yeah, but, Stephen, but, what is it? Can he help? Yeah. Can he help us? <laughs> does it get him off the next TV deal? <laughs> <laughs> Let's try and up it. Yeah, it's announced today, so Neil and the Belgian Pro League chief exec has gone on there were one of 14 original founder members of the leagues, the European leagues in 2005, mm. Swiss headquartered body, 40 professional leagues. So, I mean, it's good to be at the top table, isn't it? Peter Lawwell is also involved. He's a, uh, appointed vice chairman of the European Clubs Association. That was earlier this year, I remember that. So it's good to have good, strong Scottish representation there. Absolutely. It's good because as well, you know, yeah. with, with the amount of countries and leagues uh, that, that it, it gives you information and access yeah. to, it just means that you're not being left behind. Yeah, I know Neil's an adopted Scot now. He's been here uh, for a while as SPFL chief exec. So on it, Belgium, Denmark, England, France, Germany, Holland, Italy, Poland, Portugal, Sweden, Switzerland and Scotland. That sounds like the powerhouses to me. Yeah, yeah very good to much be there. So. Okay, um, so good luck to Scotland tonight over in the Netherlands. That will be tough. Right, what about tomorrow? Shall we hear what the managers are saying? Uh, Brendan Rodgers, first up tomorrow, the game um, with Hibs. Huge game. What's it like, Craig, coming off the high? And we'll say it's a high because 60,000 people, high. you know, European coverage, it's one, yeah. of the, it's one of the games everyone talked about. Yeah. What's it like? Is there is there some danger here? Ah, no, so there's an ex- there's an excitement. When's the next game? Uh, we want more kind of thing and um, competition, competition for places. I think uh, they'll be set. I actually think it's a really good game for for Celtic uh, away to to Hibs because Hibs will look to play. So Celtic will have a wonderful wonderful opportunity to play the way that they want to play with some some good space and opportunities. Here is Brendan Rodgers. They want to play, they want to build the game. But listen, there's no right or wrong style or, or system. It's what uh, it's what a manager or coach believes in. It's what he works on every day, what he studied throughout his career. You only really know what you what your philosophy is and t- when you're stood on the touchline under pressure, when uh, the light's shining on you and the curtains go back and the crowd are on top of you, <laughs> that's when you know what your philosophy is. So, so Nick's obviously very clear on how he wants to work, which is great. You need that inherent belief. And for us, whether you're playing against a low block or a team that's going to be expansive, you have to deal with what's in front of you. Stephen McGinn, you were at Hibs just a couple of years ago. What kind of game? Is this going to be an open game tomorrow? Two teams that like to attack? Yes, obviously following on from the highlights from the Rangers-Hibs game. I mean, they were super open. Um, I always think, I mean, you need to get the balance right between not changing your philosophy and boxing clever. Um, 
and, and I know the message to the Hibs players we're go, always going to play this no matter the opposition but the Hibs, Hibs dressing room don't want to be going to Glasgow as wide open as that they don't want to be going where it can get really messy in which it got really messy I expected it to be an open game last mm. week but I didn't expect Hibs to be just quite as open I think if you go punch for punch in Glasgow with Celtic or Rangers then more often than not you're going to get a bloody nose mm. um, and Hibs have got the players there to go toe to toe without leaving themselves so open I mean some of the highlights you th- the centre halves were as far apart as I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, and that's at Ibrox that's not at home to no disrespect St Johnson who are yeah. struggling that's away to Rangers as we've seen a European team um, so I think it, very interesting to see how they approach tomorrow's game if he's learned a bit from last week or if they go out and play the same way because um, I mean if there's one strike in the league that will quite fancy the, the gap between the centre halves it's Kyogo uh, yeah again he was uh, yeah, very very open they were at, at Ibrox and I would expect I would expect very much the the, the same, and uh, I've always been, you know, a bit what you're saying there, Stephen, as well. It's like it's it's great that you, you you're able to attack and you you want to play a positive style of football because you want to engage the fans and they want to see a great game of football. But at the same time, there's there's a reality of doing that and still being able to get results because as even as a player, you know, playing attractive yep. football and and losing. It yeah. knocks your confidence. It knocks your confidence. It's all about being able to, to to do something that is successful. So it's having that balance. I think that's really important. Hibs, but they will still be open because they'll fancy themselves to score goals. But it'll be an exciting game to watch. Goals, definitely. You could guarantee goals virtually, couldn't you? What's the injury update? The manager was asked today, Brendan Rogers. what's the latest? Apart from Rio, yeah, everyone good. Recovered. Nice session this morning and all ready to go tomorrow. So that's good news from a Celtic point of view that uh, no problems apart from Rio Hatati. Uh, what's the latest on Magic Navrovsky? It's not a challenge. It's it's, it's a game there. It's not under 10s. we got to play everyone. You know, we bring the players in. They're here to compete and fight for, for the shirt. And unfortunately for Mike, he was out for a number of weeks. People have come in, done exceptionally well. And uh, he'll now fight and work for his place in the team. But he'll also play games. So... Uh, it's a long season, still very early in the season and uh, he's doing very well in training. It'll be hard to get back in though, won't it Stephen? Yeah, it's amazing to think that only a couple of months ago Celtic were absolute bare bones centre-half wise in terms of Lager, Bielke and Scales going to Ibrox and now you're looking at that maybe a couple of weeks from Stephen Welsh coming back into the fold and you've got Welsh, Lager, Bielke, Navrocki, um, Scales, Nat Phillips, Carter Vickers so... All from not having any options um, at centre-half, all, all of a sudden there's huge competition for places. Well, you know what I like about what Brendan says there is it's not under 10s. Like, you know, it's about you, you, <laughs> you, smile, you, get, yeah. you get the jersey, right, and it's up to you to keep it. Uh, and that that's important because that drives standards. Uh, and if you've not got that jersey, you know exactly what's required to go and get that jersey. So fair play to him because I think it sets a very good standard. Let's hear a bit more from the manager. Well, it always is the, the process. But listen, supporters and, and ourselves, we want to win now. But I think what we've shown is that you, you have to develop at this this level. You know, what we're it's not like you're playing at that tempo, at that level every single week. So there's always an adaption. But you can see the players adapt it really, really well. They're playing against a really, really good side, a, a team that will have aspirations to win the Champions League. And uh, we, we were more than a match in, in every capacity. You know that they are a fantastic team. But, but so for me, it's just about that progress. And, uh, and like I say... It may not show in points, but certainly in performance level, we uh, we've shown that we're 
we're probably surprised a few in our in our group. So, but we have to keep that going, and that's about progression as a team and progression and quality within the squad. Greg, what do you make of uh, Joe Hart, who did well the other night? He saved the penalty. It came back, obviously. Yeah, he was unlucky, wasn't, yeah, he? Was unlucky, wasn't he? Griezmann straight yeah. in. But big Joe Hart defying some of the critics that were there earlier in the summer. Yeah, I mean, again, look, he's he's, he's an unbelievable professional. He's mm. got a huge experience. Um, seems to be a really good character. Um, so, so that's important within the within the squad. Um, and he's a winner. And he's a winner. So, I mean, you know, he's a goalkeeper. They they tend to to be able to play a little bit longer. Um, and I'm sure he's he's enjoying every single moment and opportunity that he that he continues to get, and, and rightfully so. He's done fantastically well. Stephen, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a conundrum in terms of he's such a huge influence for Celtic in terms of character on and off the park, and it's just that balance of nailing it the right time to to go out and buy a new number one, um, and just getting the, the timings right in terms of. Not a season too too long, but not a season too early. Because as as I've proved before, with, with the signing of Barkas, it isn't easy just to go out and spend five million and and you're guaranteed a, an able replacement. I think that's why Rangers get a lot of credit for the, the signing of. I know they don't get a lot of credit for recruitment over the summer, but that's why the Jack Butland recruit uh, signing gets so much credit because it is a really important position and quite a hard one to get right. So he came from, as we know, Manchester United. Mm. It's worked out for them. What about we keep hearing about a Real Madrid goalkeeper, Andre Lunin? We keep hearing that he could be a target for Celtic. What yeah, do you think? again, like I says, I, I kind of just look at uh, the, the Celtic situation. You, you see, you see Joe Hart doing uh, ever so well in, in all competitions. And like I says, I'm nowadays in, in football, Paul, the especially goalkeepers. You know, they keep themselves in in order. You're able to go to 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 a right good age. Time and everything. You know, because I, I you know. You look at Rangers' situation, Paul, with, with Alan McGregor. Still, some some people will say that he went a season too long. Yeah. You know, because you, you, the the season, his last season, there was there was chopping and changing. He was mm-hmm. in and out of the team. Uh, okay, timing is really really important because Butland wouldn't have been a free agent at that sure. time. Uh, so timing uh, is so important in these kind of uh, deals and, and situations at many clubs. And yet, Rangers would not have been. It would have been worse last season without Alan McGregor. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Nah, absolutely. I mean, GVB did a lot right, but yes. to drop him at the start of the season um, baffled a lot of people. Yeah, myself included. Yeah, <laughs> at that time, just because yeah. you, you know, like certain people, sure. that they, they they can have a bad game, they can make a mistake, but you know that it, it's it's back to business the very next day in training or the next the next game. They're gonna they're gonna save you. There's you know you know your characters. For sure. 0808 17, 17 700, you can phone these characters. There's Paul here, Craig <laughs> is here, and Stephen, only one of us have a brother who scored in European mm. football last night. John scored a goal, the fourth goal for Villa and a good win. But also, what about the, the goal that he made earlier on? Yeah, it was some pass uh, for Timo Mann's goal. Yeah. Um, he's just playing with such a, a confidence. He's playing part of a team that's full of confidence and they're just swatting aside teams at the minute. Um and it's just so it's so impressive what Unai Emery's did um, since he took over. Obviously, the bottom half of the English Premiership, and now going to. I mean, is that Delmar or not? Minos there, they're good side in mm-hmm. their own right. And and at times it, it wasn't a four line scoreline, um, but they just they just look so dangerous. They've got, they've got pace all over the pitch, and they've got goals from all angles. So yeah, really happy with how it's going at the minute. Sure is. Big result it was. Yeah, wasn't it? Big yeah. result. Okay, you know, yeah. AZ, RZ. Mm-hmm. Of course. Top yeah. 
decent at that competition, mm. that level. Earlier in the week, Scott McTominay, I mean, he's been amazing, hasn't he? Mm. We know that for Man United the other week, yes. he was a goal hero, and then it almost went Pete Tong for him. But what a save by Anana, wasn't it? Yeah, and 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 Anana's yeah. made, you know, he's had, he's had a, has, an indifferent, yeah. an mm. indifferent kind of start, but. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see that story in terms of you know the hard work and, and managed to to make the save at the right time to to help his team. But how how different it could have been? What was it? His last kick of the ball. Yep. it really was. Scott's on saying you're talking about Celtic there and the performance midweek. Yeah. Speaking about Rangers as well. What do you think of the quality of squad that's there for the moment? Still over a month to go before there's a transfer window. Um, here, the manager last night was asked, uh, Philippe Clement, afterwards about the quality of the squad he's inherited. About the quality that we that we can grow, that we need to grow with the objectives we have. So that's really short term. We need to work hard on that and the next weeks, months, we will make a good assessment to see uh, what we need to do or not need to do in January, which positions we need to look for to make the squad better or not. It's an open period for the players now, like a white page that they can get chances, that they can show themselves. And I'm looking at it that way also. So interesting to see with the problems we had this week with no, no left fullbacks, three players out who can play that position, that you need to find other solutions. And that player stepped in and, and showed that in the, that way they can do it also. That makes the squad stronger and better. And that's what I expect for the next couple of weeks and months to grow. I, I'm not working towards a, a starting eleven that's always the same. I, I want a bigger squad. If you want to compete in, in four competitions, you need a squad where, where much more players are available and where much more players are, are ready to, to reach that, uh, that quality that you need every game, every three days. So really interesting period next weeks and months it's it's much too early to to make decisions around that Craig he needs three windows then the way he's talking yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean oh, yeah. because there's there's there needs look the squad at the moment in terms of availability and quality um is the way that that Philip Clement is talking it's it's not at that level unfortunately so there there's there's going to be um, a lot of activity i think over the, the next few windows I believe that he will be he will be backed at the football club. Um, you know, yeah, I understand. You know, so blank, so blank, blank, blank sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would I would think so. I think he would need support. And and then uh, you know you've got to sometimes create a little bit of money in mm. terms of players. Uh, you know, could go who could go, go out on loan in January? Uh, would you think? Um, who could go in January? Mm. I mean, but, again, if I'm divine, I'd be knocking and saying, "Well, I need to get out and play." Um, that's a, no, a bit of a no-brainer if there's. Three fullbacks out, and he, he wasn't he wasn't starting. Um, in the you know Scott Wright, I know has been involved, yeah. but is mm-hmm. Scott Wright long term um, project not project? Sorry, uh, for, for Rangers, no. And he was at the airport in the summer, wasn't he? He to, was there. To go away he was to there. Yeah. I mean, if if Barisic is fit and healthy, yeah. mm-hmm. coming to to the end of his, you know, I think I think fullback areas are are an, an area where Rangers can certainly improve. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, is Lindstrom possibly? One, I mean, he's been playing him, so yeah, maybe he's, he has been yeah. playing. Like I said, I just think in terms of the the level, the next level, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lundstrom comes in and he he does he does okay. Um, but I think in terms of going to where Rangers want to go in terms of being competitive and winning trophies here in Scotland, also trying to perform in Europe, 
I think it's going to be tough for players like Lundstrom as well. Yeah, and it's unusual being in a position where you've invested in a new manager. The manager was a year ago, mm. you know, Michael Beale. Then he was given a couple of windows. Yeah. Uh, Raskin did well, maybe not so well last night, but he has yeah. done well in general. Can't well, but the summer signings we haven't seen enough of them no. who have, you know, given what was expected. Stephen, what do you think? I think there could be a one or two shocks in terms of. I think he's got to assess the squad. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot of players. I think they're really heavy. Um, in certain positions, yeah. like number Up 10, yeah. I think they're going to have to generate some outs mm-hmm. for ins. I think he's going to want to change a lot of that squad. Um, and it, it'll be very interesting. I mean, it's, I don't mean it's an easy... He, he's almost in his own a, a two-month window of... He, he, he can't sign anyone, yeah. so he just needs this group and it almost work with these these group for, for two years. Make them believe they've all got a long-term future under him and go and win, him, win that cup. Stay in touching distance with Celtic and go and win that cup. But I think when January comes round, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I don't know if um, the manager just decides to try and cut loose with Kamar Roof. Obviously, a high earner, never on the pitch. Guys like Tom Lawrence, hardly ever on the pitch. He's going to have to maybe take out one or two high profile, maybe some fan favourites. You see across the city, Ange, Gerard Juranovic, Jackie Makis. Um, and moved on from then I think he's going to have to be really um, clever in his business in January obviously a notoriously tough window but yeah I, th- I think we could be in for one or two surprises and I don't, and I don't think I don't think the supporters will be uh, too unhappy with uh, you know with, with any player sort of like apart from Butland say at this moment in time uh, because they understand that this is this is a squad currently that has underperformed this season um, you know, they want to make sure that the players that do put on that jersey go out there and give absolutely everything. That's been questionable for a big part of this season. A new manager comes in has always got an idea about players that he's worked with previously. Uh, so there'll be opportunities around about that. But I think at this moment in time, it's a little bit early because we don't actually know what Philip Clement's style is going to be because he's had to play a, a different formation the other night there in Europe. So we'll get to learn a little bit more over the coming weeks. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! We will get the predictions shortly of Craig Moore and Stephen McGinn for the weekend games. First up, let's go on the lines. Ross is on. Good evening, Ross. Hi, Paul. How are yeah, we're good, thanks. How are you? Oh, I don't know what it came up to. I think, I can't hear it that well. Can you hear us okay, Ross? Yeah, I can, I can hear Paul. Can you hear okay? Yeah, got yeah. you. Yep. What's your yeah. point tonight? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, just wanted to make a point tonight about, obviously, the Champions League this year. Uh-huh. Um, I think Celtic um, are, are still maybe not at the levels where they're expecting to be. Um, we've still not won a game yet in the Champions League, and I know the other night the performance was, was very good. But the way I look at it is we've still not won a game and we're still bottoming, we're still bottoming the table. And for me, it's another field campaign. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, it's uh, Ross. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, there, there must be still um, some slight fear, I think, from the, the Celtic supporters that if you don't start to, to, to get results in the remaining matches, obviously fourth in the, in the group means... You're out of Europe. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Playing well and, and not necessarily getting what you deserve. You, you do get a lot of credit for the way that you're performing, but, but results are something that Celtic need to, to, to stay in the group. Do you believe that they can, they can stay in and, and find that way to stay beyond Christmas in yeah. Europe? Um, honestly, Craig, no, I don't. I don't see us going to Roman winning and I don't see us beating Feyenoord at home. 
I, I think we're, we're very on the edge of being probably one of the worst teams to perform in the Champions League. Now, my, it, my concern at the start of this year, when that group was made, I did say if we could at least beat Lazio at home mm-hmm. and get something in Feyenoord, I would be happy with finishing third. But I think third is even a stretch now. I, I don't see us getting out of that group at all. Steve McGinn, what would you say? Ross is... Uh, it's, it's, his it's, thoughts, it's, a, it? it's a very factual way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, I think... I mean, it is, it is the one thing over the last 10 years with Celtic domestically, they've hardly put a foot wrong. The trading model works in terms of selling players, making profits. The only one accusation you could level is not competitive enough in Europe. And we were speaking about this before we come, come on the show. How do they go about doing all the same stuff, being um, good domestically, keeping the player trading model and continue to get better in Europe being more competitive winning more games and it is I mean you look back to the last campaign you think of um, who's left Djuranovic Yakimakis Jota Starfelt they started the campaign with Hatati wasn't really fit enough in in Feyenoord wasn't up to match speed and um, Carter Vickers was injured so it's tough when you're losing so many of your main players to keep getting better. When you look at this, oh, if Celtic are to keep this current group and add two two or three players with real quality, and obviously they win the league, get into the Champions League next year, I would expect them to win games. The problem will be is if two other main players are to leave and then they only bring in two or three starters, it's like it's this kind of continuous battle. Mm-hmm. And, and it happens, I mean, you can probably point to cases across Europe, teams that have got trading models that are success domestically and they're winning games. It's, but it, it, it does seem to be the one challenge um, that Celtic haven't uh, quite conquered quite conquered yet. Mark Guidi said on the show last night, Celtic probably not far away from being competitive in Europe and would they keep the players they have yeah. and add one or two, or maybe two or three yeah. for next season's campaign I mean this season's campaign isn't over yet Ross but you know, everyone's de- the Lazio game I mean that really was a sucker punch so that could have been three points that night easily one point the other night so it would have been four it would have been very different but I know what you mean as Stephen McGinn says factually yeah not good but surely a massive improvement yeah I, I just how, how can you prepare for losing Jota to, to Saudi yeah. Arabia Ross yeah Stuff like that comes up. We, I mean, the price is just almost too good to be true, and you lose him. Very, very hard to replace. And you think Lewis Palmer, obviously scoring at Champions League level, wasn't quite up to speed by the time they start the campaign. So, I mean, it is a, it is a constant challenge um, for Celtic, I think. I think with Jota, hindsight, I mean, again, the money was good for Celtic. Jota was uh, at a perfect age where another another good season or two at uh, Celtic and you know he would have made his money uh, elsewhere and uh, you know it is difficult just to keep the the, the best players Paul mm. to keep the best players sorry and, and Ross who, who's there that yep. keep the best players and at the same time be able to to add to to then for three or four years because you need stability for three or four years mm. you know so unless the club say you know what our, our, our trading model is our trading model but three to four years we're not going to lose our best players and we're going to give this we're going to give this a, a, a shake and what do we need to improve upon uh, not only performing well against the, the, the very good teams because just because you play against better teams doesn't mean you can't go and beat those teams right but what do we need to actually start winning these matches mm. and are we willing to go for three or four seasons where we're actually going to say you know what our talent is our talent we're going to keep it yeah. that's that's what's required yeah Kyogo scored in the last two games mm. but what's been quite obvious at that level of football is Maybe O's not quite at that level, yeah. and and the replacement 
there's not a like for like. That's got to be January, hasn't it? So, so you're looking yeah. at how immediately how can Celtic yeah. improve going into next season campaign, or say they're lucky enough to be in Europe after Christmas. Can they go and sign another striker? What if a silly money comes in for Kyogo? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, not only you're looking for this um, next guy that can come on for Kyogo, you're then you're almost back to square one. You're thinking, I need we need a number nine. So it is a constant mm-hmm. challenge in a country where. It's very hard to compete financially with sure. with the big leagues, and and but it is a challenge. It um, it's ten years since the last one at that level, and it's something they're going to want to put to bed very quickly. Ross, did you enjoy the first forty-five at least the other night? Yeah, no, and as I say, guys, on that the, the other night, the first forty-five was was unbelievable, and I was just really hoping that a Celtic could have maybe stuck it out to about 60, 70 minutes at two-one. Um, we, we could have maybe have got the result we were looking for and I think just going back on the Lazio game mm-hmm. I think that's just that's the nature of the competition that if you don't take chances when they come mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing that, that's going to happen you're going to get punished and that's why Celtic always seem to be the unlucky team They're, they never ever seem to get out of a group or get a result and I think that's where Celtic need to improve itself and I think you're right we're keeping players maybe three or four seasons and trying to do something in Europe because we keep hearing this every year that we've qualified for the Champions League we're in with the big boys and yet we're only in there for six games and we're, and we're back out again so mm. I think Celtic as a whole need to improve in the Champions League and I think when it comes to the Champions League we need to spend a bit of money on players that can get us out of the groups that's I think that's that's the next challenge right, So what's going to happen is there any chance in Madrid in a couple of weeks time Stephen what do you think? I know you're not preparing for that one, I think it's the one game at the start of the, the campaign. We, right, okay. I mean, Celtic showed they can be competitive, but it's one game that you think sure. against the best team, yep. they're going to lose. The key game in game, game week four for Celtic is in Rome. Yeah. Can Feyenoord do them a favour and, mm. and win in Rome? Yep, and then yep. third becomes a, a real possibility. Mm. The problem is if Celtic lose in Spain and Lazio win, it becomes of almost course. impossible. Yeah. And, and at, this, at this stage of the group, Paul, I said Atletico Madrid will do everything they possibly can to win that home game because then that will give them automatic qualification then can sure. yeah. come off it a little bit I mean it's I, very very small margins as well it? I mean yeah. the Pedro header that game finishes one each yeah. which I think uh, Maurizio Sarri would have snapped your hand off mm. for with 10 yeah. minutes to go yeah. the game's so, uh, the, the group's so open for Celtic in terms of Christmas, uh, European football after Christmas but yeah. as the levels of football and uh, Lazio can bring Pedro off the bench um, multiple Champions League winner Celtic aren't quite at that level in terms of bench sure slim margins isn't it at this level very very much so the Lazio one I think we're leading into that game so that this is a must win match for Celtic just with, with what was coming with the two games against mm. Atletico um, and, and to be fair it, it's a, it was a yep. missed opportunity because they were by far the better side on the night and we know that Feyenoord have got stronger but so have Celtic or is that being naive but Celtic surely would when when they come here they'll be set up to get three points, yeah, I mean, if I mean, it's still live, I, I think know. I think they were fortunate in the sense that they were going to Feyenoord without the top goal scorer, probably the best player in Jimenez. Feyenoord are going to have them. Yeah, sure. What, as I said, what you're hoping for now? I mean, the top two is very unrealistic, in my opinion. Yeah, targeting third, Feyenoord to do them a favour in Rome, um, maybe next, hopefully try and next something in, in Madrid, but try and try and win over in, in Rome, which they've done before. Um, and then by the time the Feyenoord game comes round, that um, 
Feyenoord have already qualified, qualified and maybe rest players for the weekend here's a, bit, here's a bit more from Brendan Rodgers speaking about the team I, said, I was really proud of the team the other night in terms of how they play I think we're, we're in the process of, of becoming a really good side at the level and the cynics will look at it and say well you got one point from three games but that's it's it's more than that It's more and it's more than this season it's but next season the season after so but we're in the process of becoming a good side dynamic fast goal threat going forward and defensively compact tight aggressive and then when the need comes in a game to have that intelligence to change tactically then uh, being able to do that and the players did that really well you get into around the 70 minute mark you're playing against a team that you know they're playing 3-5-2 so they really stretch a back line against a back four and like as I said there was spaces starting to open up it wasn't so much a defensive change as to plug a gap because you can still be really aggressive and progressive in 3-5-2 but I, I like teams to have that flexibility to change and uh, we may not have to do it so much domestically but it's an option for us if we need to change a momentum in a game. Ross, what about tomorrow? Bring it back to Easter Road. What do you expect to happen? Yeah, um, I'd like to say the line has just about gone there. I don't know. Uh, are you in Edinburgh? <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I think we've kind of lost you. What's your scoreline? Oh, can't really hear it. Sorry, Ross. We think you went for a Celtic win there, Craig. <laughs> Not sure. We've lost them. Uh, nah, the line uh, is gone. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, look, I, the, this actual game, I think, is yep. a good game for Celtic. I, I think that uh, there'll, be, there'll be goals. Chris will speak to you and we'll find out uh, Ross's prediction. Stephen, what do you reckon? Yeah, it wasn't a... Yeah, a stadium that Brendan Rodgers had a lot of success at in his first spell yeah. he found it yeah. difficult going through there but I think this current Celtic team against the current Hibs team I, I think we'll enjoy the game tomorrow and I, I expect them to win and your scoreline Craig I heard you saying goals what do you think Yeah, I think I'll, I'll <laughs> 3-1 three, three no 3-1 I think yep. uh, for, for Celtic I, I think uh, it'll be an entertaining watch there's no doubt about that and I think that Celtic will be too strong what about Aberdeen then before we go to the break and then we'll get all your predictions for tonight and tomorrow domestically Aberdeen how did that happen in the last 17 minutes uh, Stephen it's just shouldn't happen no it shouldn't happen I think I, I think I said I think Barry Robson might in hindsight go back and change um the triple sub in terms yeah, of sure. Craig will have played in lots yeah. of those games you're so in control of the game no, there's nothing really happening to change three at the one time even if he maybe made day three subs at different times to take the momentum out of the, the Greeks um, but it was the nature of the goals as well I mean two slips back to back for, for one and yeah. two and then right at the death um, the VAR penalty and just Probably the topic of the night is was it on was it not a penalty? What do you feel? I know that the manager was raging. You can understand it, Barry Robson. I I, yeah. I, I didn't think it was a penalty, no. um, but I didn't think I think it's the type of decision that the ref should have been asked to have a look at it, just yeah. a second look mm -hmm. at it, because it was clear it was clear enough that there was contact. The reason I didn't think it was a penalty is I, I didn't think Jack McKenzie was in total control of the ball, um, but there was contact made. I think the referee should have been asked to look at it, but. It's funny these referees get a second chance to look at it. Us as players, I mean, I'd love to get a second chance to, to hit a pass that I've maybe made the wrong decision. <laughs> I think Barry Robson would love VAR to maybe not make the triple sub. Yep. Uh, the referees seem to get this opportunity and, and, mm. and don't go over to the screen. And of course, they've got to come back and uh, they play your old club, Kelly. It's the Sky Game, early 12 o'clock on Sunday. And that, that's going to be tough for Aberdeen coming back to Rugby Park. 
Yeah, it's, it's a type of game. Derek McInnes will be licking his lips at. And you, mm. you, they've had joy against Celtic and Rangers and Aberdeen coming off of a Thursday night anyway with the, the energy they would have used in Thursday night plus the disappointment. So I think he'll be really fancying his chances against his, his old colleague. So he was on with your old mate Ali McCoy last night. He so was. they were on. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I was listening, listening to the both. I, I kind of um, enjoy their banter yeah, mo- uh, most times, you yeah. know. Uh, normally very, very good value. but yeah. Most times. Yeah, most times. <laughs> most times. But, but Del, you're right. Yeah. Del will be, I think he'll be excited by this game, yeah. obviously, coming up against his his old club uh, and off the back of a really good result. It was big, that one, uh, wasn't it? Against because Livingston, you know. The noise was building about them not winning since the Celtic game, so it was big for them, that. True. Big, big win. Uh, and Vassil, Vassil? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. as, as, as really starting to... To, to show his worth and lead the line and uh, and getting goals obviously a couple of goals really important goals yeah it was a big win from 3-1 last weekend scorelines on Sunday for Kelly against Aberdeen I've gone for Kelly 1-0 1-0 Craig Moore yeah I see, I, I see yeah. a tight one but I do fancy Kilmarnock as well um, so yeah 1-0 as well for me quick break and then we're back and we'll get the predictions and the latest news ahead of the weekend the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go. Thanks, Chris, for all the traffic and travel and for producing this week. James getting a well-earned rest. He'll be back with us on Monday. Looking forward to Sunday morning, Hunter and Hockey, the business show at 11 a.m., Young business life ahead uh, for you, Stephen McGinn. When uh, I mean, still hopefully playing for quite some time, but I know you tune in now and again if you can. Well, often if you don't get it live, you get the download at your podcast for the business show. And there's some great lessons there about business and what's going yeah. on. Yeah. It'd, be lo- it'd be great to end up like a businessman like them too. Uh, <laughs> the privilege of meeting meeting them at the last Scotland game with you, Paul. That's right, so, it was uh, great. That night. Yeah, yeah, good man. Very welcoming yep. for conversation. Pity about the result, but it was great to see England in town. And if nothing else, we saw Jude Bellingham. Yeah, Unbelievable. Wasn't Just he? The, his goals to games at Real Madrid are Benzema levels. It's, it's amazing what he's, how, how he started that Real Madrid career. Sure is. Champions League week, so that's it. Come for, what, nearly two weeks and then it's going to be Atletico against Celtic. And then for Rangers, next up then, after last night's 0-0, it's still, you know, hardly any change. Betis, of course, good win for them. But it just shows you just one goal in it with uh, Aris. Yeah, which is uh, a bit of a surprise yeah. for me because I, again, I didn't think Aris were a good side at all. Uh, I thought that Rangers were absolutely rock bottom uh, when they... They played that that match. Um, I expected Betis to, to go and get a result. I, I thought they would have been a little bit more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So fair play to to Aris, but uh, obviously the, the the group is still pretty pretty much wide open, uh, and Rangers will be looking to capitalise in their next game at, at home to Sparta, which is a game I think that they should be able to win. I see one of the headlines on Sky Sport is the soonest story: the fact that about Frank Lampard was yep. his. Choice at the beginning of the process. Certainly, that's that's what they're saying, and yeah. we we'd mentioned it in the program here a couple of weeks ago. Um, this is what Philippe Clement said, though, about the fact that Sunis is going to be involved with the club. There's nothing that concerns me. We had a good talk uh, in the interview. It was interesting, also for me to get more info about the club and to make a good decision. So it's somebody who's passionate for the club, and the other things, it's it's uh, between him and the board to decide what or how. So we will see. No, we, we had a good talk and we're both passionate people about football. We're both passionate about this club, so that's never a problem. 
but nil-nil last night. Anyway, anything to see there? I think it's good news, isn't it, if Sunus is around the club? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that experience um, within the game, yeah. the network, is is a good thing. Philip Clement uh, is, is spot, the manager. The manager that's got nothing really to do, <clears throat> excuse yeah, me, with sure. the manager in terms of how the club. Um, want to run in terms of a business model. So he's just got to crack on and do his job. And I would like to think that the type of arrangement that would be in play is that, that, that Sunus is actually an ear for him uh, in regards to, you know, it can be a lonely place. I can only assume I've never been a manager, but it must be a lonely place at times. Uh, and to be able to bounce off a good football people that have maybe experienced what, what, what is coming or, or what you're going through is invaluable. Here's the manager's take on what's next and it's Hearts on Sunday. They want to come back after uh, losing a game. Uh, They're now close to the top positions there. A short recovery after the game, so our, our focus is now on that and doing the right things in this game against Hearts. They have uh, a few interesting players. Their striker played uh, in Belgium. I know him from before also. He played in my old team where I started playing football and he's doing really well. So it's going to be a game where, that we want to be dominant, that they're going to play transition game, that they're going to count on, on set pieces. So we need to be on top of our game with and without the ball. He knows his stuff, doesn't he? he obviously, he does. Ron Shankland. Yeah, and what, yeah. What was that beer shot? Where, where no, was it beer yeah. shot anyway? I know he, was, yeah. he played in Belgium briefly. Yeah. Uh, knows all, all about him. Look, I've got to be honest with you. Mm. I think that I, I do... And probably, I don't know, right or wrong, I, I question the mentality of Hearts in these big type of matches. Um, I just think that, um, and it's you know, not necessarily down to the fault of the player, but when you're not exposed to, to having to win all the time uh, and the mentality yeah. and what's required, I just think that it's going to be a game that Rangers will be will be good enough and they'll, they'll win the game pretty comfortable against Hearts. I really do. It's tough times for a new manager. Stephen Naismith, this is uh, the yeah. toughest of times. Yeah, it is. It's a tough time, I think, any time as a manager, uh, you know, because you, you, when you think things are moving uh, and, and it's amazing, then you're putting out a fire, yeah. something else comes up. You, there, there's, there's always things happening. Nays, he's a, he's a young manager. Yeah. He would have already learnt a, a great deal um, within this role. Um, and we'll have a, you know, like he'll have a decent future within the game. But he's under pressure. There's no doubt about that at Hearts because, again, they're they're the big club and they want to, they want to see results. They want to see performances and they want to see that consistently. I'm, I'm shocked at the drop off in Hearts in terms of probably this time last year. Yeah. I mean, you, you were thinking about them getting into um, the group stage football last year and it was going to set them up to be the third force in in Scotland and not not looking down the way towards Aberdeen and Hibs. They were looking at can we strengthen as a club we've got a big waiting list in terms of season tickets we're going to try and get closer to Celtic Rangers the drop off I mean I, I was shocked last week at the, the difference in hearts and how easy it was for Celtic um, in terms of as I said from where hearts were from you think back to that great 4-3 yeah. game Celtic had um, at Tynecastle sure. um, and yeah. Lord Shanklin scored a hat trick yep. yeah. speaking about him I don't see Rangers having any problems against hearts tomorrow um, I think it'll be maybe what the earlier caller mm. went when it's enough to blood youngsters but not okay. enough to <laughs> so I'm going for 3-0 to Rangers so you are with Sean on that one what do you reckon Craig? Yeah no I'm, I'm, I'm pretty um, strong in terms of uh, Rangers will win this match and I'll go for I'll go for two which I think is what the caller went for Stephen Okay <laughs> earlier on that was Sean Garth Amlick. let's go through some of the other games we'll hear finally from the 
manager of Celtic and Rangers Livingston against Dundee Craig what do you think on this one it's got a draw written all over it you know what yeah. no no okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Dundee wow away yeah. win I'm right gonna, for I'm Dundee gonna, I'm going okay. to go for Dundee did the draw the other night what do you reckon Stephen? Uh, I've gone for Livingston Livy yeah, a narrow right, one okay. no one what about Motherwell against Ross County? We'll kick off with Mr McGinn. I've gone for 2-1 to County, obviously off the back of a, a bad run, Motherwell, missing young Lennon Miller tomorrow, but it's quite a big game in terms of the run they've been on, even though they've been playing yeah. well. So um, County playing midweek, I think that Motherwell will get the job done tomorrow. A 2-1 Motherwell? Yeah. Yep, OK. I thought for a moment you were going against uh, yeah. the well. And of course they need a win, don't they? Because Stuart Kettlewell, we all know what he's done. Craig, it's in the, the toughest of games against yeah. the big two. What do you think is going to happen in that, in that same game, I'll go 2-0 Motherwell. 2-0, yep. OK. And St Mirren against St Johnson. So, St Mirren, what a season they've had so yep. far. And St Johnson still to catch fire. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Look, St Johnson has been a slog, no doubt about that. They'll come and try and be hard to beat. Uh, but I think that's a problem with St Johnson at the moment with their position. And it's, 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 they don't go to try and win games of football. Mm. It's trying not to get beat. So Mirren are good value at home. Um, been very impressive all season. I'd expect St Mirren to, to win this one. I think it'll be tight though. Um, so I'll go for 1-0 St Mirren. And what about, well you mentioned Kilmarnock Aberdeen earlier and you were going for Kelly? Yeah, Kelly yeah. to win 1-0, yeah. And Craig? I, I stuck with the same. I was the same as Stephen same, there, 1-0. Yeah. Follow the leader there. And Rangers, we just spoke about a moment or two ago. We'll hear a bit more from Philippe Clement in a moment or two. What about tonight? The Derby, the Glasgow Derby. Queen's Park against Partick Thistle. Partick have got to recover after. Yeah. You like a tonking? Yep. A tonking at the weekend. Uh, Dundee United give them an absolute pasting. Yep. So they'll need to find a way to bounce back. Um, Kevin Holt, hat-trick. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but... Uh, what do you think? I'm going to go for a draw. Go for a draw? Yeah, okay. I'm going to go for a draw in this match. Right, okay, on that one. What do you reckon? Well, obviously, Queen's Park were on a bit of a bad run and mm. stopped it off last Friday night. I thought they should have won in the night. I thought mm. they were the better team. Um, but I think we might get a reaction off Partick this night. I think Partick might win 2 1. Okay, or oh, you reckon uh, the Jags game is at Hamden? And what about we mentioned uh, their performance last weekend? Dundee United, top of the table after that, 21 points. And, uh, you know, I know Rovers have got a game in hand. So they're on 17, Partick Thistle on 14, Adrian 13. What do you reckon at Tanadice? Well, yeah, it's, it's very hard to look past Dundee United yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Um, yep. I think Rafe Rovers just need to hang in there or any, any of the other challenges. Just hang in there and see if Dundee United can handle the big pressure, the big expectation of getting out of that league. So, by, I mean, every time Dundee United play them in, you expect them to win. Greg? Dundee United at home, too strong. Are both shown great improvement from last season, haven't they? In terms yeah, yeah. of they, they've, sure. they've had a really positive start this season. Okay, Celtic, uh, so many positives from the 2-2 draw with Atletico Madrid. Um Blight on it though was the injury early on to Rio Hitati. There's a bit more from the manager about the midfielder who is so influential. The hamstring, I think you, if you watch the game, at first 35 seconds he's overstretched and um, he's, uh, he's, he's felt it very early on. So it's such a shame for him. It's his different one. He was out with his hamstring last year, so it's his, his other one this time. So, uh, so yeah, so we just need to try and get to the bottom of that. Overall, with Celtic, is it, I was really proud of the team the other night in terms of how they play. I think we're we're in the process of, of becoming a really good side at the level. And the cynics will look at it and say, "Well, you got one point from three games, but that's it's it's more than that. It's more and it's more than this season. It's but next season, the season after." So, and Celtic fans hoping that they can get that third spot. It's going to be tough, but not impossible, Craig. 
No, no, definitely, yep. definitely not. Uh, still a bit to play out in a tough position, uh, but they'll be hoping uh, still to try and finish in that third position. I think that's their best uh, result for this group. Player of the last few weeks for Celtic. In fact, he was player of the month, wasn't he? Matt O'Reilly, mm. the way he's going, it could be for October as well. Here's the manager. I've been so pleased for Matt because he works very hard at his game. His contribution is, a, is what you want, you know, and as a number eight in midfield, someone who can create goals, score goals, but he also puts in a, a real shift defensively as well, presses the game well, does a lot of the dirty stuff well, wins headers, blocks, but uh, but he has real high-level technical quality and uh, and it's great for him because uh, at the very highest level he's, he's shown that not only can he do it domestically, but in the in the Champions League, so yeah, really pleased for him. Stephen, is he one of your scorers tomorrow? Yeah, it's hard to, to, to not see him scoring tomorrow. It, obviously, the manager there speaking, he, he needs to take a lot of credit because there's one thing about Matt Riley in, the, in his two seasons uh, so far was he didn't score enough goals. Yeah. Assists, everything, general play, top drawer, but Brendan Rodgers has brought goals to his game and, and it's took him to the next level. Philippe Clement, he's got Rangers up against Hearts on Sunday. They're back. Did they travel um, overnight last night? Or uh, I don't, I don't yep. know whether they travelled back immediately. Normally they would. I thought yes. they phoned and checked with you. Yeah. Well, the manager, final <laughs> word from him about uh, what's coming up and looking and improving. It's going to be a bumpy ride. That's normal in these circumstances. But we're going to take that ride uh, the best as possible. And I hope we go straight over the bumps. We're going to work hard with the players around that, about their fitness, about their recovery, about their lifestyle, about what we need to do tactically, how we can do things. This morning also, of course, everybody's tired after a game like that, but this morning we had a, a video meeting also about the things that were good, the things we had to improve after the game yesterday. And, and like this, it's, it's building a story together. And that story yeah. continues this weekend. Yeah, he looks as if he's going to demand quite a lot from these yeah. players, and I, I'm, I'm pleased because I think as that was the kind of... Uh, the steering and the guidance that this this group needed. He, he, he's come across in a strong manner. He presents well. He started off well. Long may it continue for Philip Clement. Is Danilo going to play, going to score? What do you think? Uh, if he starts, um, again, I think he can score. I think he would need that goal to, to get that confidence again. Yeah, why not? Thank you so much for both of you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We're back on Monday. At five, Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, and myself. And for me, Paul Kenny, thank you so much for tuning in all week. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.